Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it's been an eventful last two sessions to say the least. We got a strong end to a shortened trading week for our market. Almost doesn't even seem like it with everything going on, but it was a four-day week for the market, believe it or not. And despite the ongoing conflict in Russia and Ukraine, our markets continued to rally back after yesterday's incredible swing after the much larger open, or sorry, much larger close, excuse me, much lower open for our market yesterday. We got that massive intraday reversal for all of our major indexes to come back and finish positive on the day. In futures trading, it looked like, at least early on in futures trading today, it looked like our, that might have been a one-off kind of a day for a second. Unless you've been tuning in with us here at the VRA, this is the move higher we've been looking for on the first shots fired. And today, we got a similar reversal. Not as big as yesterday, but we did open lower this morning and ultimately rallied to finish near, near the highs of the day today. Uh, across the board, all of our major indexes did finish higher on the day. And this is what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks here. On the first shots fired, you want to sell your hedges and get long this market. It's what we did yesterday. And really, props to Kip on this one. Absolutely nailed this call. Go, taking some lessons from his mentors on this one and passing them on down the line to me as well. Been pretty incredible to watch this play out in real time here. I mean, we saw it yesterday. Saw it again today. Commodities were down, at least precious metals uh, were down on the day today. So selling the hedges was a great call and getting long here again. Uh, so the one point that we've heard a lot about and we've thought a lot about here as well is that yes, yesterday we did dip below the January 24th lows that we saw as an important holding point here but probably most importantly was that we were able to close above those lows here from January 24th. So that you know, technically speaking, that is an important metric to watch there. Not an ideal bottom, but folks, bottoms are messy, and especially when you have the uncertainties of war and what that may bring. But now it looks like we have a bit of a double bottom here at these levels, meaning there's a lot of support here for our markets if we were to happen to hang out near this level again. Although, you know, depending on what happens over the weekend, we could have a big week off to the races next week. And uh, we have a number of reasons here that we remain extremely bullish on this market. If you've been a listener here with us for a while, you know a lot of these reasons. I and mean, we have a massive call of the the Dow Jones hitting 100,000 by 2026. Uh, so <laughs> being bullish, we're no strangers to that here, but we do have the reasons to back it up. And first of all, of course, being the underlying economy remains strong. Yes, the pace of growth has slowed, especially from what we saw under the Trump administration. And also the fast pace of growth that we saw coming out of 
coronavirus insanity, kind of like the pace of growth that you would see after a recession. Real quick in the beginning, then it kind of levels off. So nowhere are we saying that we're seeing extreme weakness and actually turning negative in economic data or in the economy as a whole, but simply that the pace has slowed and nothing wrong with that here because it remains strong. And we've seen that in corporate earnings. I mean, we're getting to the final month now of Q1, so we'll have Q1 earnings coming out in uh, in April, and it'll be interesting to see as well. But corporate earnings do continue to remain strong, and the market doesn't top until earnings top, and we just haven't seen that yet. Even though what we've seen with inflation and the employment data has been less than ideal, obviously, especially on the inflation side, and just the you know, the constant manipulation that we've seen in the employment data really doesn't give you high hopes, uh, just like we've seen with the inflation data, right? We all know inflation is higher than the 7%, 8% that they say it's at, uh, but that only means one thing. It means that you must own hard assets, including stocks here. And that continues to be our view as the only way to protect yourself here against inflation. And an important one that we see as a major bullish factor here is that we do have the midterms coming up. Primaries are already going on now. And in our view, the Democrats have to do everything that they can to keep this stock market strong in order to have any chance at all in the midterms. So you know they're going to be calling the plunge protection team here getting their friends at the Federal Reserve to do everything they can to hold this market up. And if that means holding off on interest rate hikes and letting inflation run hot, then so be it in their minds. Because if the stock market were to fall between now and then, it only hurts their chances even more going into the midterms here. Well, I say that unless they've found a way to rig those elections as well. And the way that they're acting is like they don't have a care in the world about the problems that the middle class and lower class Americans are feeling right now. They seem to turn a blind eye to all of that, uh, which, you know, watching it from afar is a little worrisome, especially after what we just saw them do in 2020. Certainly wouldn't pass put it past them trying to do it here in 2022. But if they can do that, they can also keep the stock market higher as well. And uh, I'll get to interest rates here a little bit more in a second. But we also see it in investor sentiment. Investor sentiment, today the put-call ratio, despite the last two days of rallies in our market, was hovering around a 1% all day, or sorry, a 1% all day today, telling us that there are more investors buying puts than calls right now. And as contrarians, we love to see investor sentiment low. We got it back last week in the AAII survey. And then this week again, bears increased a big 10% over last week. Now with 53.7% of all investors bearish right now. Wow. And we did see bullish, you know, some of the, a lot of this came out of the neutral side, but bulls did rise it back above their teen levels. They hit a 19 last week, but that doesn't bother us here at all. As I said, you know, we're contrarians. We love to see that, but we also have the stats to back it up. If you remember, we've talked about this a lot in the last week. 
when the AI investor simulator survey drops into the teens for bulls in 94% of scenarios out of 31 times, when that happens, one year later, the average gain for the market is nearly 20%. It's 19.65% one year later in the S&P 500. So we've got the stats to back it up. We love taking the other side of that here. And as I mentioned, talking a little about interest rates, where we're, which were up a little bit today, uh, the 10-year yield up 0.86%, now at a 1.98. But what we've seen in Russia and a lot of the talk we've seen around that is that this is pushing back the timeline for interest rate hikes. At least nobody's talking about it right now at all. And even if they do happen to come sooner, let's just remember here that the market loves the early stages of a tightening cycle. The market does not top until the end of that tightening cycle. And as of right now, the Fed's still doing quantitative easing. They're set to finish in March. We'll see if that happens. But it's too early to be talking about the end of a tightening cycle right now when the Fed is still doing quantitative easing. So we're still a ways away from that. And in our view, even if they do try to raise rates, which we believe they will, it's going to be short-lived, much like how under in Obama's term, they just raised rates that one time. So could be a very similar story here. Uh, and then wait until after the midterms to continue on that cycle. So we could have a long ways to go. That's our view here at least. But looking at our markets on the day-to-day in the short term here, we love the action of a weaker open and a strong close. That is the sign of a very bullish market. And we got it here again today, as I mentioned earlier, finishing really at the highs of the day-to-day, finishing higher across the board. The Dow leading the way higher up 2.5% to 34,058. Next up here was the small caps up two and a quarter to 2,040. Next up was the S&P 500 also up about two and a quarter to 4,384. And lastly on the day, the NASDAQ up 1.64% after its massive day yesterday to 13,694. And we saw great action in the semis as well. We would have liked to have seen the semis outperform the NASDAQ, but still also finishing at their highs of the day up 1.39% there as well. Looking at our internals on the day, vast improvement here as well. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, coming in roughly four and a half to one positive for the NYSE and nearly three to one positive for the NASDAQ. New 52 week highs to lows were our one negative on the day today, but light years ahead of where they were yesterday. A lot of stocks hitting 52 week lows yesterday. And when you have that many stocks hitting 52 week lows, we look at that as a sign of capitulation, that there's some value to be had in a lot of these beaten up names here. And lastly, volume coming in roughly three to one positive for the NYC and roughly three and a half to one positive for the NASDAQ on the day to day. Looking at our sectors, we finished with all 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led today by materials, financials, and utilities. Our laggards, which we would have liked to have seen tech leading, but it was, if you want to call it a laggard, still 1.37% for tech, but it was... uh, 
was the laggard here, didn't gain as much as everywhere else. It was followed there by communication services, consumer discretionary, and industrials. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Uh, Kip has covered this year a lot. I covered it a bit at the beginning of the podcast. But when you get the first shots of war or fired, that is not the time to be buying your hedges. That was weeks before the first shot. So to see the sell-off that we've seen, you know, the last couple of sessions in precious metals is not massively surprising to us here, but that doesn't take away the fact that we remain extremely bullish on this group over the longer term. That first shot has been fired now. That's when you wanted to be selling those hedges. And that trade was certainly a quick one here, but seeing some evidence may be a little too soon to tell that that war trade will be unwound and getting back off to the races for precious metals for the rest of 2022. And we saw a little bit of that today. While we had gold down on the day by 1.9%, hitting 1,890 an ounce, the miners had a strong day. GDX was up nearly 1% on the day, even with gold lower. That's very bullish for this group. That's exactly what you wanna see. You see it in energy as well. When energy stocks start performing really well, even on a day when oil's being hit, typically very bullish for energy. And we saw the same thing in silver as well. Silver down 1.72% to $24.26 an ounce. But the silver miners were up big on the day, up over 2% for the silver miners. So again, exactly what you want to see. And we'll take that as a bullish sign from this group here as well. Copper now up just over 7 tenths of 1% to $4.48 a pound. And oil now down 0.85% to $92 a barrel. And finally for today, crypto bouncing back strong today. Bitcoin up 1.89% to $39,071 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday after the close.